starting now. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Novel Ideas. We are discussing the book, um, The Daughters of Erie Town, I had to think for a minute, by Connie Schultz. And this is a debut novel, and uh, which is, I like to read debut novels sometimes. And this book was recommended by somebody in a Facebook group that I'm in. It's a, a book discussion group. And so I thought it would be a good one to do. Connie Schultz is a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. And she's married to Shard Brown, who is a senator, senator. in Ohio. Oh, yeah. And she wrote hmm. another book. It's a memoir. It's called "And His Lovely Wife," and it's about their um, time on the campaign trail. And um, she she worked for the Cleveland Plain Dealer from two, nine, 1993 to 2011, and um, has she's a syndicated columnist. She went to um, school in Cleveland, Ohio. So. Anyway, that's what I can remember just from looking her up. Um, I hope she does another novel. A lot of the places, one of the, they were talking in the book group that a lot of the places that are in that are mentioned in this book actually exist. So. Well, as usual, I'll go over the characters and then I'll go around and call on people. So we have Brick McGinty and his parents, Angela and Bull. Bull was nasty. He, oh, that name fit him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and. Ellie and her grandparents, Ada and Wayne, and their, um, and coach, Rick's basketball coach. Um, Ellie's friend, Marty. Rosemary Russo, her Aunt Lizzie, Ellie's and Brick's daughter, Samantha, and their son, Riley. Um, Kitty. Um, oh. The two women. How are I they? think there was a kitty, Randy, on that, too. And Paul with two L's. Yeah, Paul with two L's. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. With two L's. You know, the middle names. There were so many yeah. Pauls with two L's as the middle name, and then he was the one with the first yeah. name. Two L's. Son. 
Yeah. And Kitty. Yeah, there was a Kitty. I missed that. Um, well, I'll, if we think of other people, we can. Yeah. So I I'll can't remember who Kitty was. She was, was number one. Rick's, Rick's first affair. First on oh, yes. Yes, yes. Who was the last one? The last and there was, there was Rosemary. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There, was, there was Henry At least Wade. He was only unfaithful twice. Oh, oh, yeah. Henry, the right. student. Sam, Sam, love. Yeah, one at a time, please, for recording. I should do it too. Yeah, Henry, and then who was the other one, Bob? You said, did you say somebody else? Carson. Bob? No, I I don't, I didn't. Uh, Henry was. Oh, okay. Yeah, Carson. Carson Marino. Carson Marino. Oh, yeah. The doctor. Yeah. Yeah. He was nice. Okay. Oh, Stop. Turn us loose. Okay, um, Bob. You want to start with me first? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I learned where Erie Town was at first. I thought it was Pennsylvania or something. I, to listen to this, to read this book, and you guys are are too young to know, but there used to be an old time radio program called Aunt Jenny's Real Life Stories. Because this was really the story of a marriage. You know, the bumps and bruises, any bruises in this marriage. Um, Ellie um, starts, you know, uh, falls in love with Brick or whatever, the great basketball star. And uh, I'm not going to review the whole book. I just want to make a a point or two for you guys. And, of course, we know she gets pregnant. But Brick blames her all all her life. You know, if it hadn't been for you, I'd have got the scholarship. Uh, and um, by the way, Angela, I want to commend her, the mother who passed away early, Brick's mother, who told Coach, you know, if you don't get Ellie, the top of the class, a diploma, and you're not giving her one, the principal's mad at her because she got pregnant, she doesn't get the diploma. I'm going down to that school, and she's going to get it because a Brick can get it, she can. But in those days, in those days, the, the you know, the woman was to blame. They never thought about the guy. The question I have, and then I'll shut up, is Ruthanna and I talked about this. In the 50s, I take it it was in the 50s, you can correct me, was, was the classes that separate where I didn't like the way the author handled Henry Wade when he came in a t-shirt and jeans. She didn't clue him in how to dress to see her parents. They were in suits and ties and whatever, and um, she, she dropped him. I mean, I don't like the way the author handled that. I mean, if she didn't love Henry Wade, she should have just told him. And um, because a girl that loved someone would clue him in on what the parents are going to be doing. They're going to be dressed up and you better do it. So I'm asking the question, was there that kind of a division of class? Um, Even when Samantha wanted to go to Smith, Brick said, they'll swallow you up. Don't go. Go to Kent State. So I hope you'll answer that question along the way. Thank you very much for listening. Well, this okay, was in the thanks. 70s, oh. Bob. When, when, uh, it was when, in the 70s? Yes. Okay, when, I thought it was in the 50s. Thank when you. it started out, it was in the 50s. It was 50s. in the 50s. But this I thought was it was like, in the 50s. Sorry. But this was like 1978, 1979. Okay, it was the class of the daughter. Then my it question was, still stands was a class division that this bad. 
Thank I you. don't know. I mean, I, I don't either. I'm just asking you. We forgot about Lenny. Was it Lenny Kwasinski? Oh, she uh, ended up becoming oh, yeah. good friends with. Yeah, that's anyway. best friend. Okay. Sam's best friend. Yeah. Um, I think it really depended on what part of the country you lived in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, class okay. Well, that reminded me one time of um, actually, I, I kind of went, went out with this guy. I didn't really know him, but uh, my brother and sister in law happened to live down the road from my mom and dad at the time, and he came to the wrong house to pick me up. And I was dressed up kind of nicely. And uh, my sister in law called and said, Marcia, you better, you better change clothes. So and so, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> she said he's he's wearing uh, jeans and a and a sweater yeah. or whatever. So mm -hmm. I hurried up and and changed my clothes, and it just kind of brought that. I hadn't thought that, of that. In that was 40 nice. Something yeah. years, but <laughs> that kind of reminded me of that. But yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a class thing. It was just like where were we where we were going. But um, well, I don't think next. it was that. Okay. Thing. I don't know. In the seventies, I think pretty much anybody. At least the 70s, I remember, we all just kind of wore what we wanted to wear. I don't I don't think it was there was a big class thing, but that was just the people I hung out with. I don't know. Well, I think I think the reason she broke up with him, although I thought yeah, it was a little on, guys. I don't want to get into a big discussion yeah, about this until let's everybody's had a chance. I just threw a question for okay. Lou. Thank you. Um, Joni? I really love this book. Um, the whole question of abandonment by parents, and uh, because Ellie's parents abandoned her, and yeah. Ada and Wayne ended up having to raise her, and then, um, uh, but I I thought it was it was. I thought in many ways it was really, really, uh, especially when, when Rosemary or Rose, who became Rosemary, she decided that she wanted Rick and, um, and she just knew how to get him and she did. And of course, and even in the later years, women got blamed for the pregnancies, that, for the sex of the child, because most men wanted boys. And when it was a girl, uh, it was always the woman's fault. Well, and the pregnancy was the woman's fault, too. And... Um, I like the way she, um, the way the author handled the stuff, and uh, I thought it was very, very good. And it was really a, a conflict about whether, um, I can't think of her name, uh, Samantha, should have, wait a minute, am I talking about the right person. She's uh, our daughter. The daughter, Samantha. Yeah, the daughter. Whether she should have kept 
Paul with two L's or not. You mean, and, oh. Yep, what? You mean, um. Ellie was the first. Ellie. Ellie was the Samantha first. Samantha was the daughter. But then Samantha, Samantha was her was daughter, daughter. And then her daughter had, um. Rosemary had. Yeah, I know Rosemary else. had Paul. And, oh, Samantha was the. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, guys. That's okay. That's okay. She became a lot a of teacher. characters and people to keep track yeah, of. Definitely. That's all right, Joni. Let's let's see if. Well, Bob still. knows that I remember Aunt Jenny's real life stories too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember anyway. that better than the book that I just finished. Yeah. <laughs> let's see who's Anything next. Anything else, Jenny? Or yeah. no, I guess that's Can I move it. on. Okay, Alan. I only read like three hours. Only read like three hours of the book, so I, I've got no oh. comments. Thanks. Okay. Oh, Alan does so much. I'm telling you, I don't know how much she, um, how he has time to read three hours. I don't either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ruthie. I really enjoyed the book. I I liked the book. I thought the way she handled things was was um, you know that. I, I thought it was, you know, really a good book, and uh, it kind of kept you guessing. I like the way she handled the business with Rose, you know, with uh, with Rosie, and you know how she came, to, you know, wanted she wanted money to, you know, take care of everything, and but how she handled that because. She knew she was out of options, uh, but I, 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 I really enjoyed the whole thing. I, I really enjoyed this book. Okay. Thanks. Um, Jane? Um, I, I, I like the book. Um, I found it very depressing, though. I mean, the men, a lot of times, weren't portrayed as very strong, upright, moral characters. I mean, you got Bull McGinty, you know, and Brick. Um, you know, I thought that he and Ellie really loved each other. And, and you know, he married her when she got pregnant. And that was great, you know. But then he cheated on her. And he turned out to be a lot just like his father. And, and I... Having been divorced myself, and it's sort of cut sort of close to home. Um, and so I found it to be a very depressing book. Um, but um, I, I liked the, the way it ended. Everything got wrapped up. And I really did like the relationship between um, Samantha and Carson. Um, and I, I, uh, all in all, it was a good book. It's not one that's going to stay with me for years and years. <laughs> and oh, my God, when I read The Daughters of Erie Town, you know, but it was a good book. It's a good book club kind of book. So. Okay, thanks. Allison? Yes, um, I really liked the book. What I was going to say after Bob spoke about the class difference, I think that she broke up with him with, um, whoa, what was his name? Henry. 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 Um, because she realized that, that, well, first of all, I think he 
thought it was the right thing to wear the T-shirt and stuff because he thought that's what they'd be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mm-hmm. fact that they weren't and that he, she just, he just assumed that that's what they were going to be like. I think she thought there was too much, too much difference in their viewpoints of, of her class and his. And uh, she really didn't love him anyway. Yeah, yeah, she really didn't. No. And, but I really liked the book. Um, I thought it was kind of depressing, too, in, in a lot of ways. But, but I liked the fact that Ellie um, did get to at least be a, a nurse's aide or whatever she was because she wanted to go into nursing. And um, that she finally woke up to the real world. I mean, for a long time, she pretended that she didn't believe mm-hmm. that he had had that affair and he had the other, the, the other son. Um, there was a lot of denial in the book. What amazed me was though, I really think the people that raised Ellie, um, loved her, but he like imprisoned her in her room. <laughs> and I thought, boy, if, if that's how you love me, please don't. But I think he really did. But he had a very strange way of showing it. But I really liked the book. I thought it was excellent. I, yeah. as, as, as Jane said, it's not like it's going to stay with you for years and years. Oh, that's the best book I've ever read. But um, I really did like it. Okay, thanks. Linda? This is Carla. I, I liked it okay, but uh, I was not happy with Rick um, and the way he cheated. But also, I, I thought, you know, after the first time, it's one thing to go back. But after that second time, I would have left. I'd have said, fine. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on me fool me twice shame on you yeah. um you know i i just was i i mean i um my parents divorced because my father was a cheater he ran around and i was so glad when my mother divorced him i mean i wasn't at first because i was only nine but i i realized you know she was so much better off without him but um i just didn't I didn't like Brick that much. No. And yeah, there was too much denial going on. Okay. Thanks, Ladon. Yes. Uh, this is my kind of book. I like character driven stories. And this is a, a family drama. And I. And I really like that kind of book. So I really, really enjoyed it through, throughout the whole thing. Question I had to ask was, why did Rick do, make the mistakes he made? He did them twice. He did them with uh, Rosemary last and uh, Angel, what was Angel or something for the first girl that Kitty. he went Kitty. with. <clears throat> Kitty. The thing Kitty. is, I am totally convinced that Rick let, Love Ellie. And that he 
you know, sociologists now are questioning if we really have freedom of choice, if we really make our own decisions, where are they made for us? Now, his father was the kind of person he was, and, and then he made the same mistake twice, you know. And I know when he was going out with that woman, going up and visiting her over the tavern and stuff, he was still loving Ellie, but he was compelled to do it and couldn't help himself. If you think, you know, think about it, because in and, and the end, you know, he did it. And as far as the grandfather, um, keeping locking her up in the room that time, uh, yeah, that was, to me, that was, man, I was going on here. How could he, but, but they uh, really um, made a, a, just a second, I got the phone going off on my Face. Uh, they, he, the author made a twist and kind of changed the kind of person he was. I thought that wasn't, it wasn't, she wasn't consistent about grandpa throughout. In the beginning there, he was kind of a rough, rough character, but then, then he ended up being a softy. But I was uh, really uh, sorry for uh, Rosemary too. Even before she committed suicide, I thought, my God. You know, she is really caught here in this thing. But she had asked for it herself. She was the one that took the diaphragm out. And why did she do it? What was, I don't know. Do we have our own free will, really? Now, people are saying that we don't, you know. And there's a reason the way she was raised and everything. And she wanted that man. So, but anyway, as far as the book is concerned, I gave it an A. I thought it was the best book I've read this year. So, that's for me, and I'll pass now. That's okay. Good. He's a hard Thanks. reader, too. That's good. good. Yeah, that, that's really good. Marsha. Um, I really like the book. I think this one will stick with me for a while. I think it's, you know, with all the things <laughs> that, that, that happened, uh, there were, and, and I really like the way Connie Schultz covered uh, so many cups. I mean, there was, there was abandonment. Thanks, uh, Joni, you, you made me think of that one, but domestic violence, yeah. uh, adultery, um, women's lib, to use an old 60s, 70s term, um, uh, racial, uh, you know, racial issues. And I think she did well with, with all of those those topics, really. Um, I Part of me really liked Rick, but part of me really didn't like him. Um, I mean, he loved Ellie. I do believe he loved her from beginning to end. Uh, but he was, he, you know, he, he treated these women that, you know, were throwing themselves at him. Kitty threw her, herself at him. Uh, Rosemary made up her mind that she was going to get him. So she threw herself at him. And he treated them horribly, both of them. Uh, but I know he loved Ellie. He loved the, you know, Sam and Riley. But you know, I mean, he. It, but it, I think part of that was the, the deal with his father and everything. How horrible Bull was. So I think he was just trying to. I don't know. Re, um, get, uh, get the love or something that he didn't get from his father. But then of course he had Coach Sam to help with, with that. I mean, he was one heck of a father figure, his coach was. 
Um, uh, and, I, and I think as far as Ellie is concerned, that was the way, she, you know, she was a product of her generation as far as, you know, doing everything for, for him and, and uh, all that kind of thing. But she, she Sam kind of helped wake her up and she read The Women's Room and, and I forget what that other book was <clears throat> that Sam, uh, I, I don't know where she got that other book, but when, when she was, when Brick said that he wasn't uh, going to have his work clothes cleaned at the dry cleaners and yeah. that she had to do it. And finally she'd had it. Now this was a great part when she yeah. threw all of his work oh, clothes bag yeah. and stuck oh. it on the back porch. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> yep. But anyway, yeah, I think this book is going to stick with me for a while. And as I said, I really like Connie Schultz writing. And I think she covered all of these topics throughout, uh, you know, 60s and 70s very well. Good. I hope she writes another novel myself. Oh, me too. I'll read it. Me too. Okay. Thanks, Marsha. Deanna? Um, I liked the book. I... I too like well-drawn characters and um, character-driven plots, but it was um, not a particularly easy book to read for me because I'm tending to read lighter things these days just to keep my own um, mental health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I do understand a lot of the conflict because I was the first in my generation to go to college. My mother had to quit school at 14 because her father had been riding the rails down to Chicago to look for work. Um, he heard that the railroad was hiring and uh, he disappeared on that trip. No one ever knew what happened to him and my mm -hmm. grandmother had to have him declared dead after seven years. But in the meantime, she had to go to work in the foundry um, and she had, um, six of her eight children that she'd given birth to at that time, um, still at home. My mother was the oldest living child and she was 14. So my mother had to quit school to take care of the younger ones mm -hmm. so that grandma could, could work in the, in the steel foundry. So life was not easy and you know, sacrifices were expected of the children. Um, and my mother married young. Um, I think she was 15 when she decided, you know, she didn't want to be tied at home raising her brothers and sister. And um, married my father, who was um, a private in the army and followed him to California and had me when she was 17. Um, then two years later, a brother, and then two years later, another brother. You know, life was not easy for, for young women at the time. And marriage seemed like the only way to escape from um, home life that was not optimal or not, you know. Girls were dreaming of something better. You know, they saw the movies. They saw my mother was a singer and when she was young, she sang with a, with a blues band. Hmm. And, you know, so it was a lot of confusion about 
who do I want to be and how do I get there? And for girls, generally, that was to marry somebody. And Ellie, I think, felt guilt because she thought that that Brick had given up his chance at a college education and had to work for a living. And yes, he did hold it against her a little bit, but he also was a little bit relieved because he was terrified about going to college and how he would be treated when he got there. Because there was a big difference between blue collar people. And um, I think that being a basketball player was the first time in his life that people looked up to him and, and said he was worth something. And of course, Ellie adored him and looked up to him. And I think that's what he was looking for when he went off with these other girls, because they, again, looked at him and saw, oh, you know, he's so big. He's so strong. He's so good looking. Um, and Ellie was no longer looking at him that way because she was trying to um, tone him down with with the uh, you know, the, the rough way he was treating his kids and how demanding he was. And she was trying to, to be the peacemaker in the middle all of the time and trying to appease him and trying to make his home, you know, someplace he would be glad to be. And she even felt guilty about complaining that he was never home because she thought he really, truly was working all these extra hours to buy them a home of their own, you know. She believed in him, but she also was frustrated and, and unhappy because she'd never been allowed to follow her dreams. So it's a very complex book, but it was not a particularly easy read for me. I like it, okay. Thanks. I have a question. Hold in, on. In the, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. We still have to hear from Carla hear and then I. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Go ahead, Carla. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I've been grading things all week. As a teacher, I give this book a C. Okay. Um, I'm gonna the things that didn't make it a D. I'll start with. <laughs> that is, I like the way that um, she. That I like Connie Schultz's writing. I like her character development. Now I'm starting to sound like an English teacher. Um, I I liked um, how she wove the historical events in there. I mean, the Kennedy assassination, who doesn't remember where they were? I was only four years old and I remember it. And um, there are things like that in history and, and the music, the songs of the time, you know, uh, the Motown, I had to laugh when you know, I didn't want her playing that Motown. I grew up with that stuff, so... And, um, you know, these people, um, Sam was sort of, sort of my contemporary. She was a couple years, maybe a couple years older than me. So I could identify with, uh, you know, her growing up years. And as I said, the character development um, was really good. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, I think the novel would have been better if it wasn't so trashy. I, I mean, I just really found it to be very trashy. I got tired of the sleeping around and, you know, laying around and playing around. I got tired of the language. And 
I just, I just think the, the, it could have, I don't know. Um, of course, I guess there wouldn't have been a story if there wouldn't been the cheating and all that. But I don't know. I, I think there might have been a classier way to depict that. I, I just, I guess I don't like that kind of stuff. And it comes out in my reading choices and everything. But um, the narrator was good, um, and uh, the character development was good, and so I'm not going to say it was a terrible novel. I haven't quite, I haven't finished it. I have to admit, I just, I've just been so busy. In fact, I had to work late, so that's why I'm late tonight. Um, the eight o'clocks are not easy for me, um, but um, so that's that's how I'm going to grade it. Okay, thanks. I'm with Marsha. This is a book that I thoroughly enjoyed. And um, I just, Brick, the, the one character who was the innocent in all of this was Paul with two L's. Was and who? Paul? Paul with two L's. Yeah, Paul, I agree. Bricks. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. And, you know, he he never was, he didn't get to know everybody because Sam, and I'm glad she did, Sam decided, well, it's gone far enough. You know, we don't need to keep rehashing history. And so, but Brick, I agree, was not very likable. Um, but he was, maybe he was relieved when Ellie was pregnant. I think he really wanted to get out of Clayton Valley and Erie Town was as good as getting out, I guess. Um, but I liked Sam. Ellie, I felt bad for Sam in a way, though, because she she was so confused by everything that happened. And she was the one at, a, as, at five who had to, five or six, who had to wait for the deputy to serve the papers on Brick the first time. And she was just put in positions that were would have been hard for anybody who's an adult, let alone a child. So I really felt bad for Sam. Um, and I thought the character development was very well done. And the story I thought was good. It was read by one of my favorite audible readers. So I have to agree with you, Marsha. And Bob, for your question oh. about the class yeah. difference. Okay. I don't know what I think about that because yeah, she should have told him how they would have dressed or given him some ideas anyway if she really cared about him. And I almost was waiting for her to hook up with Lenny, her best friend. I was afraid that was going to, 
I was afraid that friendship was gonna be lost because sometimes that happens, you know, if it goes further. But I was glad she didn't. She she met Carson. You know, uh, sometimes uh, novelists will either get you or they won't. Like, I really like the book, and uh, Carla did it. Those didn't get her, but to me, well, first off, I have a hard time thinking this was a historical novel. It's, it's a historical. It, it, it seemed my contemporary. That's I grew up with uh, L.A. And Rick, mm -hmm. that that was my growing up time, you know, so it's hard to think that that was history. No, that's contemporary for me. But that aside, I as I read that, I felt that Connie must surely have experienced some of this because she couldn't have told us, you know, right about what you know. And I, I, I don't know how she could have put this into uh, and to touch me so much if she if she hadn't had part of it in her family because we've all had stuff like this in our families or someone we know so yeah that one thing the one morning. thing i thought uh if we looked at if the author would look a little different from a different point of view connie in this uh case uh, i mean ellie was a complete uh victim because she was good, but if I, if she, if the author had looked just a little bit, I, I I think she must have had some flaws too. Although in this story, we didn't hear any of them. But I mean, her uh, husband went out and cheating on her. Uh, of course, that was his fault. And like I said, I don't know if he had a choice uh, for sure. But um, but she, you know, she wasn't perfect either. In this novel, she was nearly. Well, I think, she I didn't think, think she was perfect, though, because she blamed herself for not taking the child. Yeah. She could yeah. have, but she didn't. She could. And I wanted, she felt guilty about that afterwards. Yeah. I wanted and, to talk about, I wanted to talk for about a moment about Paul, the true innocent one. And uh, Ellie was really, Ellie was really tough. What do you think she made the right choice of doing nothing? Say, no. I mean, he just said, I will not pay any more money. And Rose, she should have adopted. Uh, by the way, another real person was Aunt Liz, Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh, she was good. She figured out Rose and the, oh, my God, you know, and she <clears throat> let us adopt him. No. And uh, I'd like you, you guys to discuss more of the suicide. I know you're hard on Rose. She did set him up. But, you know, he just said, you're out. I won't pay any more money. I won't. I don't care if he's my son. And yeah. uh, Ellie just kind of gritted her teeth and went with it. And uh, that was, uh, nobody's perfect, uh, but that was, I hoped that Ellie would say, let's let's help this kid a little bit, but you maybe, think she today, maybe she couldn't. Maybe you would think today with genetics that uh, he would have had to start paying, you know, get a little genetics, we could well, see that child. That, was. wasn't, that, that wasn't, wasn't there back then. There was no DNA no. and all that. Yeah, stuff. today that would be different. No, but, but, you know, looking at the child, it was obvious even to Samantha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, well, he was a dead ringer for his, dead for his ringer. father, yeah. and you know. Samantha was hair. just a kid herself. But mm -hmm. um, I think that's why it was a hard book for me to read, because I was the Samantha in my family. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, the kid uh-huh. that was good in school, that's whose school was a refuge from all the strife and turmoil mm-hmm. at home. And I was the one that everybody leaned on, mm-hmm. including my siblings and my mother. And um, I can remember when she did split from my father, sitting in the kitchen with her while she went through the bills and, and helping her make the decision on, okay, we won't pay the electric bill because it's winter and we can keep food cold without the refrigerator and we need the gas because we need to cook and heat the house and um, we'll just use candles and um, we'll manage until we can put the electricity back on. You know, making those decisions at nine years old is, you know, it's rough. Yeah, yeah, getting up um, at night because I'd hear my mother cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, my, my Ellie was really her 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 mother. Um, I think her mother left her. Alice. She left her, yeah. and then her father he didn't want to have anything to do with well, her. He so wanted to make her want to have anything well, to do he could, because she, uh, Ellie looked too much like her her mother for mother, the second right. wife to, to you know, right. he reminded her too yeah. much. Ellie was really the pinnacle. It was because of Ellie's abandonment and that she never could she 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 loved her grandmother, and she she didn't know what to think of her grandfather. I guess she loved him, but, you know. She was also afraid of him. Days, <laughs> yeah, afraid of in those that. days, um, it was in the 40s, and there was very, very little divorce that kids knew about. Because I had a cousin whose parents got divorced. She was my age, and she was about seven when her parents got divorced. And nobody in our, uh, with all our friends and everybody in school, she was the only one with divorced parents. Wow. And that was really, really terrible for her. Um, when kids got older, I mean, as, as the years went by, in the 50s and in the 60s, people were divorcing all over the place. And um, it was usual. Yeah, for well, parents. I remember in the 70s, <clears throat> my, my youngest was playing with a friend, and she must have been about in the first grade. And <clears throat> the friend said, what's your mommy's last name? What's your daddy's last name? What's your sister's last name? And finally, Cassia stamped her foot and she said, we're all Noriegas. But for the other cousin. child, it was perfectly normal for the mother to have a different last name from various children because they would have had different fathers mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And that was in the 70s. The well, my cousin in in the forties, when her parents divorced, she would I would go and visit her, and she would tell me all these wonderful things 
that her father was going to get her and her father was going to take her here and there and all the wonderful things that they were going to do together. And he totally abandoned her. I don't think he ever saw her, maybe once or twice. And I remember when they were married, because Vern and I were about the same age, and she never remembered. As she got older, she forgot her whole childhood. She just, it was in denial about what happened, because I, I would, she and I were about the same age, and I, when I would see her, I'd say, oh, Fern, do you remember the time that we did this or did that? No, she had no recollection. It was such a traumatic, terrible thing it's for her wow. and her parents. Randy, I wanted to comment. Um, at the beginning, there was a dark book, Larry giving up his kids that I don't care what generation that's terrible. I mean, it is I remember, my, I remember, well, let me finish for a second. Let, let me finish, let may I finish, finish for a second, please. Just a second. I promise not to be long. <laughs> he gave up his kids and Alice said she looks too much like me or whatever it is. And or the girlfriend didn't like Ellie and all that. I, I remember my mom used to kid my dad and she said, if you leave me, I'll tell him you're not the father. My kids are coming with me. That, that's it, you know, and then they laugh. Yes. Oh, my God. Divorce. It was horrible. We said, you know, but that was dark. That was not maybe I don't know that I can speak for Carla, but that wasn't pleasant when he did that no. and walked away. And he never he never um, got in the book again. But this, the sad you, part about it was, is she had two younger sisters. Right. Yeah. Ellie had two younger sisters them. and 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 her father Larry was the only one that he, that that he abandoned. The other two the other two girls stayed with Larry and whatever Yeah, the girlfriend. The stepmom yeah, that's right. Was. I yeah. mean yeah. Ellie was the only one. So, but so I, also, I didn't like I didn't like the start. It was a dark book in some ways. I'm sorry. It, yeah. it was. Yeah, it, it really it was, was a dark book. book. And but, I guess I lose patience. Everybody says, well, they can't help themselves. There are choices. You know, not everybody cheats. and Not everybody <clears throat> connives and sleeps around and everything. We do have choices. And yeah, we do. And, and I just yeah. after a while and, you know, I guess I get a little angry because, um, you know, I was engaged to be married at one time and I waited for, um, for him through um, the bankruptcy of his business and his mom's cancer and everything. And I was faithful and I didn't date anybody else when we were engaged and he runs off with another woman. And, uh. you know, I thought to myself, I gave this man the prime of my life. And, you know, I made a lot of sacrifices. I got asked to date several times. And I didn't because I said, I'm engaged and I take that seriously. And, right. you know, after a while, you lose patience. And when something like that happens to you in your life, you just you just yeah. lose patience with well, I have a question. And I, this this question has really been bugging me. OK, how okay. did Ellie not know when when uh, when Brick was seeing Rosemary? And he was supposedly doing, you know, working all this overtime yeah. and saving up money for their new house and everything. And here, you know, he was uh, spending money, you know, on mm -hmm. Paul with two L's 
and and all this stuff. How could she I have, have known? I have I have the answer for that. She didn't know. Let's hear Yeah. Okay. She didn't. She didn't have anything to do with the finances. Right. So I say she knew. Him. I say she knew. You think she was? No, I don't think she, no, did. she did. What do you say? No, she was in denial. Yes. Yes. Don says. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, and I can remember when a woman couldn't even have a credit card without her husband's approval. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you couldn't do anything. And she did not know anything about the finances. He paid the bills. He did everything and right. gave her an allowance, you know. And as long as she was getting her allowance and everything, she believed him. So mm -hmm. I, did, well, you know, I can yeah. perfectly understand how that worked. Okay. But, you know, yeah. uh, uh, what was Carla told the story about her? Uh, the the fellow that ran off on her. Yeah, that happens all over. And with modern genetics, you know, uh, a lot of uh, family secrets are being revealed. You know, it's pretty. I think it's pretty shocking, maybe, to find out that your sister isn't really your sister, but just your yeah. half sister. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's yeah. happening left and right now the, these yeah. days. Mm -hmm. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, actually, you know, it's so funny because I came from a family, my grandparents divorced on my mother's side. Um, and of course, back then, you know, the women in my family are strong because my, my grandfather cheated and she wasn't putting up with it. <laughs> and I, I, that's why I agree with Carly in that, you know, you do have choices, even though it doesn't seem like you do, you do have choices. And to allow Brick to cheat the second time, that second time, that would have been it for me. I, I mean, how would you, how could you then trust him from then on? I mean, I know I wouldn't have, but, but I think, uh -uh. I think um, for some people though, they feel like they have no way out because my sister um, had an abusive marriage, but she had two kids and she didn't feel she had a way out, which she did because my, my mother offered for her and the kids to come and stay with them and she wouldn't do it. Well, but, I, you do have choices. I think to, <clears throat> well, th this played out in my own family too, <clears throat> but you know, and, and thankfully all is well now with the people involved, but really for a while I was thinking one of my relatives had to be nuts because she took the other one back so many times. And, you know, it, but it's a lot of it, I think depends on education. And at that time it wasn't things like this weren't talked about and, even in the 70s, I can remember after my parents divorced and I was, I was always told, well, you don't tell anybody and, you know, we don't talk about it. So it was, and I think it, different circumstances for different people in different families and education has a lot to do with it and the willingness of the family to accept and and try to find a way out 
has a lot to do with it too. And I think Allie was so worried about being abandoned again that she just decided to live with it. And I think fear of abandonment was a big part of her problem because she'd been abandoned by just about everybody. That and maybe she was thinking of her kids too, you know? Yeah. You know, who's the victims in these things? Who are the victims? It's the children. And as a teacher, I see it a lot. Yeah, it always is. It's always the kids. And some parents will just stick it out just for the the children too. I think think that... uh, one of the we had great analysis here by some people, but I think Marsha hit it. It had everything about life in that book. I, I won't it give it an A, I'll give it a B. Uh, Carla's a harder grader than I am, and probably right. She's a very perceptive reader, but I, I think it had everything drama, adultery, the whole works of life. It yes. had life in it. It did. could have made a soap opera out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. thinking. That's, <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I what reason I one of the reasons I thought it was a powerful yeah, story. There you go. Because we Very all know that story. story. It's happened to us, right. to yeah. our family, mm-hmm. or to our friends. Mm-hmm. It's close mm-hmm. to all of us. And yeah. I haven't read a book uh recently anyway that has covered these the these round. scenarios yeah. and these issues so mm-hmm. well as this one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And and I have to agree with you, Ladon. I think Connie Schultz must have experienced some of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think and that the I quiet child that novel. people forget are there. You know, the, the little one that's just sitting in the corner. Here's a lot of stuff. I know I did as a child. Mm-hmm. When I went I off to too. college, I felt so much more mature than all of these kids that (laughs) came from from middle class families Mm -hmm. i knew how to cook i knew how to clean i knew how to iron i knew you know how to prepare a meal and all these little girls that i roomed with were yeah airy fairy and had never scrubbed a floor or didn't know to separate the whites from the colors i mean they were just you know and i was looking how did you get to be 18 and be this dumb (laughs) yeah (laughs) Or you had lived life, Deanna, already. Well, you know, that was just because, you know, coming from a poverty background, Mm -hmm. as soon as I was tall enough to stand on a chair and reach the sink, I was helping wash dishes, you know, because I was the oldest. And that's what to children. I knew more about people. I knew more about the crazy things people do and, you know, and, and more about the real life dramas that, 10 or you know 9 10 12 sure yeah <laughs> just did. My, my well, I did too because um I used to always I used to my mom said if you want to know anything and you're in a room with a lot of grown-ups just sit there they'll forget that you're there and yep. just be very, yep. very quiet. <laughs> That's right. And you will here, find right out everything. And she was so right. <laughs> and I used to, I used to, I used to stand brother. at the top of the stairs, and I could hear my family talking to each other, my parents or other people that were visiting us, and they couldn't see that where I was standing, and I heard everything. 
<laughs> yep. You know, my, oh, oh, my, I told my sister about things she never knew about, and and people always thought I was very mature, and they could tell me things because they knew that I wouldn't tell anybody that I knew. Family secrets, my God, I found out a lot of stuff. And also, I, I, when I went to college, I felt that I was older than other, you know, the kids that had been so sheltered and everything. Because as a blind person, we got rejected, we got accepted, we were told we couldn't do things, we were told we could do things, and... Uh, and our feelings got hurt and all this stuff, but you had to get through it and you had to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you never let my, them know that you were hurting because they yeah. just got meaner. If, if they could make you cry, they won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So my rule was never, never cry where anyone can see you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, I gotta, was my, I gotta, brother, my brother used to, when I was in high school, I wrote for the school newspaper and so we would all be sitting around the table and everybody would be talking. I'd just be sitting there just quietly listening and yeah. Yeah. finding out all this stuff. And and somebody would say something to me about, oh, you're quiet. My brother said, oh, she's a cub reporter. She's taking notes. <laughs> yeah. That's you great. know, it's so funny. My mother, when she was a kid, she I like I said, my my grandparents divorced. My mother would see him with a girlfriend in a restaurant. She'd just walk in and she'd say, "Hi, Dad. I need a new pair of shoes." Wow! <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I mean. That was okay. like kids Randy, from a can, family can you give the next women. book so we can cut the yeah, recording? We're gonna, I'm not putting a lot of this on the recording. On no, this is we're <laughs> a little. It's hard oh, to what a great right discussion, here. though. This is good discussion. This is yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Well, so what's the next? We're book? coming into summer now. Next month is May, and I. I'm looking for lighter reads, so hopefully you'll all find this next one to be a lighter read. It's um, Driftwood Summer by Patty Callahan Henry. It's DB71559. It's... Um, <coughs> Could you repeat the title, please, Randy? Driftwood Summer. Driftwood, all one word, summer. And what's the date of the next meeting? The 21st. 21st of May, okay. And it's by whom? Patty, Patty Callahan Henry. And the DB number is 71559. How long is it? Um, I think 10 hours. Oh, good. It's shorter. Maybe I'll actually yeah. get it <laughs> in time. Okay, yeah, I'm going to cut the recording, and you guys can talk all night if you wish. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead, Bob. <clears throat> Let's see. What am I doing? It's a it's a lighter read. Trust oh, me. Right, right. It takes place at the beach. So mm -hmm. 